Welcome everyone, Pastor Josh here, my wife Jessica, and however you may be, wherever you may be watching, we're so glad that you're with us this morning. Just want to take a minute and say we miss you already. Uh, I'm going to miss the handshakes and the hangout that we get to have on a Sunday, but so glad that we get to do this together. I'm grateful for an online experience and the opportunity to still be able to connect. Uh, I do encourage you to comment below if you're on Facebook and just tell everybody how much you miss each other and and um, let's stay connected the best way we can in these opportunities. I did want us to kind of keep a little bit of perspective right off the bat. And um, as unusual as our weeks are going to be and our days are going to be, um, and as church is different for all of us, um, I just want us to keep the perspective that um, it's different than what a lot of other Christians are facing in other parts of the world where they're facing true persecution and um, really, really hardships for um, their opportunities to be able to go worship. So again, we're grateful for these opportunities. We wish we could be together, um, but God is still going to receive glory and we're still going to be able to connect and do life together. So wanted to just jump right into today's sermon. Uh, of course, you're probably wondering, um, all sorts of like information and um, just details that need to roll forth. And we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but I first wanted to just honor God um, with the word and just have a conversation um, about what he would have us do going forward. So let's pray quick and then we'll look at a couple things and then I'll definitely get to the details at the end of everything. So let's pray. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for today in the way that you're leading us. Lord, we just ask that as unusual as everything is and different um, from our expectations, God, we know that you're still in control and you're still leading us. And so, Lord, we just ask that you, you bless our time together again, however we may be and wherever we may be connecting today. God, I pray that you lead us and encourage us in Jesus name. Amen. As you know, we're in the series called Love Well. And um, man, what a what an interesting time um, for this to just really be put in action as everything just got flipped upside down and it's, you know, really easy for us to focus on ourselves and our family and, and our own needs. Um, I just love that we've been reminded that, hey, it's important that we that we love well. As a matter of fact, last week, one of our points in our sermon was this point, and it's going to be our point number one this week, and it's love must be expressed through our actions. We have to love through our actions. It can't just be ideas. It can't just be these cute thoughts in our head. Um, we have to walk these things out. So we shared last week, 1 John 3, 16 in the New Living Translation. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let us not merely say that we love one another, but let us show the truth by our actions, again, by our actions, not by the things we share on Facebook and the, the, the little Bible study books that we buy and say, yeah, that's how I'm going to love. But no, like our true actions, how we're living it out. Um, you may have seen my Facebook live video from the outreach center. Uh, I mentioned yesterday how everyone says, um, oh, the church, you know, isn't a building, it's people. And that's true. And we believe that. And uh, I get all the amens when I preach in a, in a service and I say, uh, we're called to live outside the four walls of this church. And uh, amen, pastor. Amen. We live outside the four walls of this church. Uh, but this is where 
it's time to do that. This is when we're called to do that. This, it's every day, but, but there's never been a greater time than right now in a situation like this with the virus and with all the uncertainty. This is where we're called to walk in action. This can be our finest hour as we trust God. This is where it's like, you either believe the scriptures or you don't. You either believe that God is in control or you don't. And so we can walk confidently and take action steps in life to love our brother and sister and help those in our community and love well because we trust God and we know he's in control and we know he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so uh, I don't think it's a time for us to say, oh, the church will handle that. The church can take care of that. We are the church. It's the people. This is us. We're going to get out and we're going to take action to do that. And, um, and I love that. I love this thought that you got to remember light shines the brightest in darkness. And so we carry that light, God's light on the inside of us, who, who he created us to be. As we step into these moments of darkness and, and, and maybe weariness for some people, uh, we get to step in and go, hey, God's love uh, is not going away. He's here for you. And um, we get to live that out. But it requires that we take action. And so um, there's going to be a lot of ways as a church that we're going to express that to you. Um, you know, as church is, is closed, um, you may have seen our, our announcement. We're, we're shutting down our service. Services, uh, through April 5th, but that doesn't mean the, the church is going on vacation. It just means that uh, we're going to minister in, in really cool and unique and different ways. And so we'll let you know what those look like. So the way we're going to love well is by we're going to take action or we're going to meet the need. And so some practical ways there are, man, just be helpful. Just, just look around and be helpful. You know, if you maybe see an elderly person pumping gas or being out in the environments, like take the opportunity to help them, assist them. Um, you know all the different ways and you're going to hear the different ways, but let's be thoughtful. Let's put it. Uh, we actually mentioned it last week. We got to be intentional. And so let's just have that at the front of our minds. Point number two kind of falls into that. And it's this, again, as there's so much uncertainty and wondering, and as moms have all the kids home for three weeks, <laughs> um, there's a lot of like, okay, how are we going to navigate this? And I think the scripture um, gives us some really solid encouragements. And we'll use it as point number two, which is this. We must think, talk, and respond righteously. Um, you know, we've heard the saying that says um, people may never read a Bible. Uh, they may never get into scripture and read the Bible, but they, they read us. The scripture says we're living epistles. And so we, we, we have the opportunity to, to show what God is like through our lives and, and through these you know, next couple weeks and for however long this is a an opportunity for us. Um, we have an opportunity to show God's love and, and, uh, and respond righteously. Ephesians 4:29, it says this, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building, for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so it's not that we're being ignorant or naive, or we're trying to head our, hide our head in the sand. But here's what I know. This situation is serious, right? It's serious. And, and we're not downplaying it at all. Um, it's serious, but it's also no reason to be negative. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't give us permission. It's not a good idea for us to just say, Hey, in this situation, it's time for us to be really negative and disgruntled. And so, um, for us, you know, let's be thoughtful about how we think, talk, respond uh, in righteous ways. Uh, you got to remember the scripture wasn't too long ago. We were just in this series. The scripture teaches us uh, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so if we let negativity win, 
we're not going to be walking in the strength that, that God has given us and provided for us. And so it's important um, in all the practical ways, again, as we have the kids home or um, as different things have changed, let's keep that joy of the Lord as our strength. And um, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit more in a minute. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so what are you going to listen to this week and in the upcoming weeks? What are you going to hear that you're going to allow into your heart? Be careful. I'm warning you because what you let in, that's what you're going to be. And, uh, and so if you're saying, hey, I really want to have a terrible life and I want to be negative and I want to be disgruntled and I want this to steal my joy. Well, then allow those thoughts and, and things into your heart. Um, but, but if you're saying, no, I, I want to be a light. Well, then you start, you start allowing those to be a ruler in your heart, because as you thinketh in your heart, uh, so it'll be. I remember this. Uh, I'm not positive. So as we go through this, however many weeks or whatever's ahead for us, we keep this in mind. We aren't choosing to be positive uh, based on what we feel. We're, we're able to be positive based on what God says. And he says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's with us no matter what, um, no matter what it looks like in all the uncertainties. And so we're choosing to remain positive and, and optimistic and faith filled and dependent on God because God gives us promises that we can be that way in him. And so, again, let's make those decisions that way. Again, uh, I would say it to you like this. Nobody's ever lived a positive life with a negative attitude. It's impossible for you to have a negative attitude and a negative kind of thought life and, and things in your heart that are negative and then expect for you to have a positive life with a fun filled life giving uh, outcome. It just won't happen. And so think about this. My wife's here and um, and she's a planner. And uh, and so we got, you know, uh, sticky notes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Love my planner. Loves her planner. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to just tell the truth. Oh, One of our date nights. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a sickness that is this. Uh, but we went to Hobby Lobby. I know I'm a good husband. Um, we went to Hobby Lobby and there is a section. Some of you are also backslidden into this wickedness. I don't know where you're going with this. No. There is a section there where you can get stickers and decorative labels for your planners. Yeah. So you, you style your planners pretty. now. <laughs> you have to have sections you and must color make it, You it must make it pretty because <laughs> like just writing it with pen wouldn't, wouldn't right. accomplish the task. <laughs> so she's a planner. She's an organizer. She's a decorator of her planning. And, uh, and so obviously, like many of you, when you got the news that your kids would be home for this many days or maybe your job uh, situation has changed, whatever it may be, for many of you that might kind of throw you like, oh no, what are we going to do? And how are we going to be able to do this? And all of that is real. And all of that is okay that you sort of have this big thing. But I want you to think about it like this. Your children, those of you that have kids or, or maybe you're interacting with kids, you got to think about this. Your kids at some point, there's going to be a moment. This is a moment in history, the coronavirus and, and all that's happening. There's going to be a time in their life where they either share to their kids or their grandkids. Uh, this moment in this time, and they're going to reflect back on their memories of that. And I just hope that you, again, as my note, as my note said, I hope that you're living your life in a way that you're thinking and you're talking and you're responding righteously in a way that when they look back on it, they go, oh man, school got shut down. 
But mom made it so fun and dad made it so fun and, and, and we stayed so positive through it all. We did puzzles and we did this and you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if, if we can just, just put a better mindset on it, it could be an opportunity for a real win versus they're talking back in history. What was it like to go through the coronavirus? Um, it was weird. Mommy was in the closet with a bottle of wine or a whole day, all day or whatever, you know, dad was angry all the time. You know, how did you get through coronavirus? You had to be mad all the time. That's how we got there. I'm just telling you the opportunity to yeah. show our kids, you know, again, I hate to use the word crisis or epidemic, all these big things. Uh, but again, to lead your kid through a serious situation, um, you're teaching them how to do that. This is a generational opportunity that you have. And so let's lead righteously yeah. and, um, and, and know that the joy of the Lord is our strength and he can lead us in it. He's with us. Um, he's not surprised by any of this. Right. And, um, and so we have a great opportunity. Philippians chapter four, verse four, a very famous scripture. As a matter of fact, we again preached it just a couple months ago, um, but it gives us basically an outline, I think, for how we should navigate our lives um, in these uncertain um, sort of unpredictable uh, next few weeks that we see. Philippians chapter four, verse four says this, says Re rejoice in the Lord always rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice, because the writer here is like, look, you got to get this. Like, it's not like a little suggestion. It's rejoice in the Lord. Let me say it again. Rejoice in the Lord when always. And so the, the word rejoice here is actually like is to rejoice is to make sure it's ignited always. You're continually keeping that joy ignited. And so, again, as as moms and as dads and and as other, you know, different um, opportunities as a boss, or maybe you're a team leader. Uh, I think we have to have this perspective and this, this mindset of like, all right, you know what I'm going to do in every situation? I'm going to come in here. I'm going to reignite that joy in my family, in my work environment, um, because God said we can do it. So he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We do this thing um, that I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to share uh, and, and actually let me get to that in a minute. Let me, let me say a thought here because we might spend some time on that. Um, the breakdown of this verse, I think, gives us a really good reminder is this. Again, sometime this week and in the next coming weeks, you're going to have to rejoy. You're going to have to reignite. You're going you're gonna to probably lose it. You're probably going to get frustrated uh, or, or uncertain or anxious. And you're going to say, OK, I'm reigniting this joy. God help me. Maybe that's worship, getting in the word, talking to somebody who can build you back up. Uh, but rejoy. It also says be gentle. I think there's going to be opportunity this week where, where, or in the upcoming weeks where you say, you know what, I'm frustrated. Um, this didn't turn out the way I wanted to. I want to blow the doors off this thing. I, I really want to react. You know, I want to go Hulk on this thing. Scripture saying, Hey, again, let your gentleness be evident to all. So just remind yourself, I got to be gentle here. I just got to take a gentle approach in this situation. Be gentle. The other thing it says is do not be anxious. And that sounds real cute. Like, oh, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. I would say it like, like you, and this is the way I'm going to kind of walk through it. I'm going to deny anxiousness. I'm just going to deny it. Whenever it comes up, I'm going to say, 
No. Some of you basketball people, you'll get this. Uh, you remember Dikembe Mutombo? He would block a shot. He would deny somebody. You remember he would say, no, 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 no. No, no dunking in here. That's my approach. No, no, no. No anxiousness. We're going to go Dikembe Mutombo on that one and uh, deny anxiousness. Be prayerful. It says right here, it says, you know, by petition and with prayer, we got to be prayerful. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. What are you looking? Uh, I wonder if we prayed about it as much as we complain about it, how different would it be? So we got to be prayed up. We got to, and I'll get to that point uh, as our point three, but, but let's be prayered up. I don't think it's fair to be uh, frustrated with something that you haven't even prayed about yet. And so let's be pray, prayerful and then be thankful. It says that it throws it right in there with all be praying, be in petition, but it says, be thankful, be thankful. Um, I just heard pastor Craig Rochelle. Um, he, uh, he actually had to self-quarantine. He was over in Europe doing some ministry and uh, had found out that he had pretty good odds that he was around some people that were infected. And so when he came back home, he did a self-quarantine for two weeks. And he was saying what's really been interesting for him is, you know, normally as Americans, we go through life and you're sort of dreaming of the extraordinary. Oh, the next big vacation, the next car, the next big extraordinary thing that you're sort of hoping to go live in. And he said, this situation has caused him to just long for what was ordinary. And I think it's happening to all of us too. Um, yeah, you have practical things like kids going to school and things that you may watch on TV and sporting activities, all these ordinary things that you, you might've taken for granted. And now that it's different, you're going like, oh, I just wish I could have ordinary back. Um, I think it's a great time for us to remember to be thankful. Use this opportunity to look around and say, you know what? I am blessed. I am super grateful for what I have going. And I think it's a good encouragement in here. And then it said this lastly, it said, receive peace uh, when it's not figured out, when it, when it passes all understanding, um, it said, receive peace. And so I think that's one thing for us is like, hey, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't feel certain. The reports aren't great. Like I haven't figured it out, but I know that God is promising I can receive his peace even when it doesn't make sense and I can't understand. I can still walk in the peace. And so um, I think that's really important uh, as we go forward as well. And then my last point uh, is this one is prayer changes things. Again, I mentioned earlier, if you believe in scripture, if you believe any of it, then you just got to stand firm on this fact that your prayers make a difference. And so I know the, the world has kind of gotten um, mean and harsh when Christians say, I'll be praying. And say, oh, what's that going to do? But we believe it holds great power. So I think when we say I'm praying and, and, and it matters and it makes a difference. And um, I thought about it like this. Think about it right now. You could you could make a difference anywhere in the world in any situation with no money. It wouldn't cost you a dime right now to be in a jail cell in any world, to be in any part of the country at any time. How do you do that? You do that with a prayer. You could pray right now and, and that prayer can make a difference in any part of the world at this very moment because we believe in the power of prayer. And so, again, we take the time to to pray and to and to just be seeking God about how he would lead us, how he would have us love people well and how he would have us make a difference. Um, Gandhi made this quote and we're going to steal it from him and we're going to redeem it and we're going to apply it to, to God's law here, but um, or God's ways here. But I actually love this thought. 
It says prayer is the key of the morning and the bolt of the evening. That should be our lifestyle. We start in the morning with prayer and we get things open and we get things going. And then at the end of every day, we seal it in prayer and we and we say, OK, God, um, and hold it, hold in, uh, all those prayers together. We know God is in the con- in control that way. So prayer, guys, I know we all have different lifestyles of prayer, but I think you need to be intentional about how we're putting prayer in place uh, as we go forward. One of the- I was just going to say, too, it's a good opportunity to teach your kids to yep. pray, too. Yep. Um, And I also, when you were talking earlier just about being cooped up with our kids, um, to all the moms out there, it's, you don't have to make it complex. It can be as simple as just finding fun things on Pinterest to do with them. And, um, as our son is about to turn five lately, I've just had it on my heart to enjoy those moments more with my kids. So as you're cooped up with them, just take these moments, um, just, I know for me throughout the day, I just pray that God just, um, seals those moments on my heart and that I remember them forever. It sounds so cheesy, but that's just what I've been doing lately is just trying to enjoy every moment that I have with my kids. And since you are going to be cooped up with them, just take this opportunity to do that. Teach them how to pray. Um, and just, um, yeah. One of the things we do a lot is, um, is we just, we'll, we'll just find ourselves like, like kind of at the end of the day or just as we're waiting, we're like, we're just in our phones watching old videos of our kids. You're just like, oh my gosh, they don't talk like that anymore. Oh, remember when they used to say that word that way? You just say, oh my gosh, uh, I miss it. It's a little bit of what we were talking about with Pastor Craig Rochelle. None of those videos were like my kids playing Beethoven on piano. <laughs> it was just silly, ordinary, everyday stuff that you're going to get the opportunity these next three weeks because you're locked in with yeah, them. Capture those moments. <laughs> but, uh, but, but capture them, just own them, just love it. Um, and then, you know, for me as a pastor, I get to record all those and use them in sermons against them and compare them to gremlins. Um, so it's a huge win all the way around. If you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you because it's been a week and you should have watched last week's sermon by now. Yeah. True. So that's on you. <laughs> but no, good thought, Jess. I love it. Um, so we were talking about prayer, you know, prayer being the key, the bolt, the, the thing. Um, one of the things that I believe is, um, again, be intentional. Let's make some arrangements to pray. Like Jess said, um, do it with your kids. It doesn't have to be a, a big gather up. Uh, this is our holy moment of prayer. Just kind of do it as you're driving and different things. Just just make it real natural. One of the great ways that you can do it is I believe we live in the greatest country in the world. I believe we live in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. And despite how you feel and whatever your thoughts are toward our president, our president has declared that today is a national day of prayer. And again, put all your feelings aside when the president of, in my opinion, the greatest country in the world declares a national day of prayer. That is an amazing opportunity for us to be intentional with our family and say, hey, we're going to pray today. Um, the president has called that all of us believers come together and we pray in unity. And so I'm going to lead us in a prayer when we close here in a minute. But let's take this opportunity to be praying today, uh, wherever you are. Maybe when you're done with this video, gather up the family and say, hey, we're going to pray. It's a day of prayer. And <laughs> again, you don't got to get it perfect. It doesn't have to sound like the old King James, you know, uh, you can just get and pray, pray out your heart and, um, and God will respond. It's his promise that we see in second Chronicles seven uh, or chapter seven, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, heaven, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Not just America needs healing. The world needs healing. This is a global uh, crisis we're facing or epidemic, whatever word you want to use uh, that we're facing. And so the world's land needs to be healed. And um, the way that we get to participate in seeing the land healed is, is we live repentive lives and we seek God and we put him first and we pray and the word promises he'll heal our land. And so we're going to take the opportunity right now to do that, to pray, pray for our country, pray for the situation, pray for our leaders. And um, then I have a couple practical announcements. So wherever you are, however you are watching, um, just be praying with us. And, um, and then I got a couple of details for you. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the way that you're leading us and loving us. Uh, Lord, we know that you haven't forgotten us or forsaken us. Uh, God, we know that you are in the middle of even all this uncertainty and God, what even could be filled with fear. Lord, the word says that your perfect love cast out all fear. And so, Lord, we just pray that right now, that fear be cast out, that you use your people to show your perfect love, that we can just go out and love well and transform our city and build people up and encourage one another in all the different ways that you would have us to. Lord, I thank you that as we pray as a nation on this national day of prayer, God, I pray that um, our prayers first start with repentance. Whatever areas that we may have sinned and fallen short of your glory, God, we ask forgiveness of those. And Lord, we just pray that as we pursue you and we pray and we seek you, Lord, it's not, it's not just so that you can save us as if you're some kind of spare tire that we need to access. But God, we, we seek you because we need you. We want you as Lord of our life. We want you number one in every area of our life, Lord, not by our might, but by your spirit, we want to live our lives. And so, Lord, we just gather and we pray, Lord, that you give all the answers, Lord, to this epidem epidemic, uh, Lord, to this situation with the coronavirus. Lord, we just pray that even now your answers are going forth. Your healing is taking place. Lord, whether that comes by um, ideas and science and all those things, but even God, by your supernatural hand, Lord, we believe that your blood covers and that you can begin to heal even now uh, those infected. And, and Lord, we just pray that that the virus and the strands just be terminated by your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us and praying with us and, and, and being a part of what God is doing this way. Again, I know it's a little bit different. Uh, again, I encourage you, make comments uh, in the section uh, if they're nice. Uh, don't leave ugly ones because then Doug's got to waste his day deleting them. And that's just wasteful to Doug. So, uh, but let's encourage one another. Let's build each other up. You know, again, as we can't be together, we can still certainly be there for each other. And um, we're going to be talking in the next couple of days as we meet. The offices are open. So we're still working as a staff. We're still going to be looking at what we can do over these next several weeks. And, um, and so we'll be rolling out some ways that we can still minister and connect and be together and, um, and, and just encourage one another. So stay close, read your emails, um, pay attention any way that you can. Uh, we'd love for you to be that way. Um, a few things that we do need to let you know about. Uh, you're going to get more extreme details and more um, uh, specific details, I guess is a better word, about the women's conference. Can you believe it? The women's conference was one person away <laughs> from being sold out in full. Uh, we just had one more spot available and uh, we're going to postpone that conference. We want that to be yeah. 
um, incredible as we know it's going to be. Yeah. We wanted it to be uh, as, as just um, yeah. full of life and energy, and and um, it's just difficult, you know, to gather and with everything changing and being unpredictable. We want to postpone that, so it's not canceled. Uh, it is definitely going to happen at a future date, um, and so we'll let you know the details about what that looks like and how to stay registered or uh, if dates don't work for you, refunds and all those different kind of things. So um, you'll be getting details on that. As we get to work this week during the office, we'll, we'll let you know what that looks like. And then also really importantly, um, hand to hand, you guys, we are in a miracle. You know, just a few years ago, <coughs> excuse me, when we built the hand to hand uh, outreach center, when we built the outreach center, man, just, just, just a few years ago when we built that, we'd have never known uh, that we were building a place that was literally going to be preparing or prepared to handle an epidemic. Uh, as the schools have closed and, and certain families uh, depend on food that is received from the schools, like we would have never known that this place would become like an epicenter of being able to be a solution to that. And that's what it's going to be this week. Uh, we're believing that by this week, we're going to be able to have uh, different times and hours throughout the day where those families that depend on those meals can come up here and get meals through hand to hand in our outreach center. And so just thank you to everyone involved. You guys, Angel's been working like crazy just with hand to hand and figuring out what that's going to look like and how we can get information to the right families. Shout out to Elena Boonstra, who just in the infancy stages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, she poured her heart into it. When it was just a closet in the back room of a church, she said, Pastor Josh, we got to do this. We got to grow this. We got to go after this. Yeah. Talk about, talk about born for such a time as this, that little closet, those little steps of faithfulness is now literally going to become a solution to a global epidemic. Man, it's, it's unbelievable what we get to be a part of. So I don't know how long this has been, but I made it almost the whole time without being emotional, but but thank you to everyone who's involved. Like that's, that's the church being the church. We're born for such a time as this. And so we'll keep you posted. You got to read your emails. I know rarely do you ever not read your emails from the church, but this is your time to read your emails and um, pay attention to, to what we're going to do with hand to hand and how we can, can make a difference. Cause we're going to step in. Like I said, we're not going to put our feet up and say, Oh, church is canceled. Instead, we're jumping in and we're going to be God's hands and feet and we're going to take care of those that need to be taken care of. And um, we're going to walk in miracles and um, it's going to be amazing. So definitely stay close to all of our information. Uh, again, offices are open. You can email us, call us, whatever you need to do. Um, we'll be sending out as much information as we can. Of course, it all changed quickly on us as well. So uh, stay close. We love you. Can't wait to see what it looks like. Can't do it along. Can't wait to do all of this alongside of you. And um, again, we're going to live out this love well, and um, we'll just keep things going. And so stay close. We love you. Uh, have a great week.